everybody. It's Wayne with Mark and Areed, and we are so excited that you've come to watch the Eat Community Podcast. We know you're going to enjoy it. We actually did it live originally on our Eat Community webinar series, which we also invite you to come to, but you will love this podcast that you're going to be listening to right now. Hey, everybody. You got Wayne and William here, and we got Mark B. That's, as they say, behind the glass. Mark from Bangladesh that's helping us. Mark, why don't you say hi? You've been quiet today. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Hello, everyone. Turn your mic Good up. Turn your mic up a little, Mark. <laughs> oh, okay. Usually, can you hear me? That's, yeah. There you go. That's better. And and we got William and I, and I'm just going to turn it over to William here in just a second. This is our bi-weekly series that William's doing for us and and um, he has just been one of our most amazing teachers and he'll continue to do that today. Just a couple of announcements over in the, the chat area um, you'll find and for those of you that are watching this as a replay it will actually be a download that you can get on the page that you see the replay on um, the, both the chat and the questions and in the chat role, there are several links that you might want to look at. And one of them is for a summit that William's going to participate on in later in April about vertical gardening. And it's an online summit. And another one is for another online summit that I think is in February sometime yeah, yeah. called Eat mm -hmm. and, and finally, I put one up there for something really sort of special we're doing tomorrow. Haven't marketed this much, but it's a link for a very kind of short webinar that I'm doing on five keys, so here's the title of it, five keys to, to make you healthier and happier and to help you create a legacy for generations to come. And I've been doing a bunch of research on this. Um, I think you're gonna, you would enjoy it if you come. Um, it's at noon Pacific or noon mountain time. You'll have to figure that out, but the link is there. If you click on it, you can register for it. It's, it's on the calendar also um, uh, for the EAT team. And I'll just mention that in the finish here. Some of you who have registered for this are not members of our economic action team yet. Sometime later today, after the webinar is over, um, if you're not already a member, I'll be going through the list of, of registrants for this today and adding you. So you don't have to worry about it. You'll be added. And then you're going to get access to the replay of this for a week. Of this webinar today, you'll get a bunch of other things. You'll actually get some of the other webinars that that uh, William has done. Lots of really cool stuff, and um, that's that's the group that's doing this. So this is being sponsored by the Economic Action Team, that is a business involved with the Institute of Economics. And weird word, and I'll describe what that word means a little bit on this webinar that I'm doing tomorrow. So anyway, with all that said, let's just turn it over to William. It's all yours, man. Go for it, and I'll turn off my webcam and just sit and listen myself. Okay. Now, if everybody's hearing me in a loud and clear, I'll just start by saying that uh, this webinar is all about creating a base map, and uh, you know I'll go through the all the options that I found, uh, let's say, easy because there are many options to create a base map. Uh, you'll see the one that I chose and I'll show you some videos and uh, the thing is uh, as I'll be describing each of those three uh, once I'm done with the video uh, I'll look at the questions so if you have any questions before I you know, move forward to the next method uh, I encourage you to ask uh, rather you know, after that then at the end all right, so uh, last time when I was talking about finding land, people were asking about you know a page where they can find the resources that I was talking about, the website that I was talking about. Everything is on this uh, site. If you go there, uh, you just click the link and then you register. Uh, and you'll get access to, you know, I keep on putting the resources there and the resources that I'll be talking today will be there. Uh, that's mostly links to websites that uh, and links of the uh, material that I use for this presentation, but also uh, certain specific 
uh, files that I'm in that I'm using uh, for creating a base map. So we are now in uh, design phase and preparing a base map. Uh, I had somebody saying last time, "What does it all have to do with uh, my presentations? What do they have to do with, uh, you know, transitioning to permaculture lifestyle?" Well, I'm talking about creating uh, about designing and setting up, setting up a permaculture farm and for that we go to all these steps and uh, last time we were talking about uh, finding appropriate land and we said that one of the five main components of resilient permaculture farm is your community and location of your farm and uh, I said that that was the first step so we talked about that last time and we started by saying that first you need to be, you know, you need to define your context, and uh, that's because if, if each of us has a, its own unique situation, and we need to start from there, uh, that means identifying, you know, what people involved in the project into finding that land. If you already have land, then you know, the the same thing applies. You need to identify resources, uh, you know, talk about your vision, define your vision, and set up your goals. That's the first step, you know either in finding land or either in, uh, in you know, just starting your design, uh, uh, start designing your farm. And uh, I said last time that finding appropriate land, uh, you, well, well, if you're doing it, uh, there are certain, you know, I recommend certain steps depending on, you know, if you're trying to decide where to move on national level, where to move, you know, in regional uh, level or if you are you know, just have opportunity to look at specific sites within the region, so I first you know said that we should look at the national level, uh, but you know not many of us have the opportunity to move countries you know if they want. So I would say that the most important thing if you are staying within the country is uh, to first look at the characteristics of the region. If you have the opportunity to choose the regions where you're going to live or choose the state uh, where you're going to live. Uh, you first look at the specifics of that regions like uh, climate, what are the climate conditions, then uh, the landscape. And when I say landscape, I mean you know geography, geology, and general type of the soil, and then uh, also the biome of the region. And you know based on that, uh, all the finally you look at the communities, and based on that, all those factors, but mostly let's say communities, uh, you uh, make largest circle you know, uh, around the favorite city that you would like to gravitate towards and you start then looking uh, within those circles. You decide actually how far you want to be from that, you know, population center and then you search within that region and once you are on the site itself you look at specific, you know, characteristics and that's water, slope and aspect, access and soil and vegetation power. So if you want to know more uh, you just go and watch my previous uh, previous presentation, but now with the once you have site or let's say that you already bought the site, you're now if you have a site, uh, the first step would be you know of course you know to do some observations and 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 start planning, start the design, and for that you would need a, a base map. Uh, base map is the starting point uh, for a permaculture design. Uh, that's the template that you know you'll be using uh, to create your design, but also be using it for you know site analysis and assessment. So uh, basement is something uh, um, that shows, uh, let's say, uh, permanent characteristics of the site, permanent features of the site, but it also includes a scale, site orientation, site orientation, and uh, uh, other elements as we're going to see today. You know, contour, contours. That's probably the most important thing that you want to get on your base map. So what do you need for base map? Well for the base map you need, uh, you need to acquire aerial or satellite photo, uh, you need a topographic map and then overlaying the two you actually get the base map and this is the whole point of you know it's not, it's not that easy uh, to do but uh, that's why you know we are going to go through all the steps uh, today uh, let's say uh, I group those uh, steps into uh, you'll see three different ways uh, from uh, you know let's say the beginner the easy mode 
to intermediate to let's say more professional mode and that's what I need to say you know before we start it all depends on how serious you are about designing a site if you're not as serious if you don't have the budget then you'll have to satisfy yourself with uh, with having well, let's say less accurate data uh, um, but you know if you're more serious about it you'll invest money sometimes you don't even have to invest money to get a uh, to get a decent a base map so the map that you're looking the base map that I created here is just a uh, uh, I, I done it by using uh, free uh, data that, found, that I found online and then just use it using a graphic design software. We'll talk about that as well. Okay, so the first one is uh, something that I call level beginner. This is the, the easiest thing that you can do. Uh, it's easy, it's not time consuming, but uh, I would say it's very inaccurate. Uh, but, you know, if you, but it's better than not having anything. So for this, we are going to use you know free tools, Google Map, and when I say Google Map, I mean we are going to use especially the feature of Google Map, the terrain view, and we are going to use Google Earth and some free topographic layer that can be found online. Okay, so the first one is Google Maps, and uh, for this, I'm going to play you a video, and then you know as I'm going to explain. After I finish video, you can ask me questions. I'll answer the questions. We can recap and move to the next one. Okay, so I'll play a video right now, and then you tell me if you can see uh, the video and uh, uh, if you understand what I'm talking about and everything. All right. So I'll just full screen this. Okay, so you open your browser and you, you search for Google My Maps. Okay, so Google My Maps, that's important because you have Google Maps, but you also, people sometimes don't even realize that there is a My Maps options. And you're going to see why this is important because you can go to, you know, Google My Maps and then create a map. Uh, you create a map uh, and then you can call it whatever you want. Uh, the thing is here uh, that uh, Google My Maps allows you to uh, draw different layers. So you can have different layers on top of the satellite portal, on top of your terrain map, and we are going to use this feature right now. So, of course, you locate your property. Uh, in this example, I'm using uh, Ben Fox system design site and just you know to show off the feature so you find your property and uh, okay so we're there and then you can use the base map option to uh, actually you know switch different views so I switch to satellite view right now and uh, I'm going to name this layer uh, the first thing that I'm going to do is uh, draw property boundary and that's in all base maps that's the thing you can use the uh, add line or shape tool uh, to draw that uh, property boundary and I'm here I'm just assuming how the property boundary you know where the property boundary is uh, you know probably I'm wrong I'm most certainly I'm wrong but just to show off uh, the feature you know I'm drawing the property boundary first because then I can you know I always have that uh, reference when I'm you know drawing different features where my property boundary is so I don't have to draw all the contours. Uh, I'll just draw the, the, the main ones. So you can name it whatever you want. I'll name it the property property boundary and uh, change the color into something you know that can be easily seen and uh, into red. You know you can you can do uh, whatever color you want, whatever thickness of the line you want. Okay, so we have a property boundary marked. So you see, that's the option that you wouldn't have usually on Google Maps. That's why Google My Maps is good. And I would add another layer, and that's for our contour, contours, and I would name it contour. Uh, then you go and change your base map to terrain view, okay? And the terrain view, we'll see, uh, once you zoom out enough, uh, you, then you can see the contours. 
Okay, so you can see the terrain. Uh, okay, so now you see all the terrain, how the terrain looks like, and all the contours. So this is uh, pretty useful, but as you can see, because I had to zoom out so much, uh, I, I get only like three contours on the property. That's good, better than nothing, but that's, I would say, you know, that's just to get an idea, you know, how the property contours look like and how the terrain looks like. And then you use, again, that line tool and you draw in another layer. You draw on the top of the, uh, you just follow the contour lines and you draw, uh, you draw the contour lines with this tool. Okay, so you do it for the first contour, you do, do that for the second one, you do that for the third one, and eventually uh, you have the contour lines uh, in your layers and you can switch them on or off or whatever, but that's the point. You just draw in that layer on top of the on top of the this map that we are seeing, the terrain map that shows contours. So I'm going to do that for the second one and third one. Maybe I can speed it up. Okay, I'll read. Uh, as you can see, it's not rocket science. You just use the tool, the line tool, and you draw your contours. You draw, and you can name them. Uh, you name them. Uh, you look what the contour line is, what the elevation is, and then you name that so you know actually what uh, what that elevation actually is telling you. Uh, so, and once I'm done, okay, then I can of course change the color, you know, change the thickness, whatever. But uh, the point is, I have my uh, I have actually my base map, and uh, once I zoom in, you know the contour stays. As you can see, if you zoom in, up, zoom in, usually you wouldn't see them, but because you put them in another layer, you can see them now. And if I switch to a satellite view, I have a base map. Sure, I don't have all the features of a base map, you know, like permanent features. I would need to, you know, uh, uh, actually do the same for the house and other features that I know, but that's, you know, we're going to talk about that next time. So here is your actually base map. Uh, you just uh, now uh, take a screenshot and uh, based on that image, uh, you have a base map. So that's the, that's the easiest, as I said, uh, that is the easiest way you can do a base map. And Uh, if there are no questions, if there is any questions about this method, just please you know, feel free to ask. This is pretty self-explanatory. This is easy. Uh, if you have, you know, if you don't have any other options, uh, this is the easiest one that you can do for actually creating something uh, that you can use for your design. As I said, you know, as you can see from the map, uh, you don't, you know, you get few contours, you get the, you know, general gist of the your property, how the contour lines are looking, uh, but uh, mm, you get what you pay for, and you pay nothing, and you don't spend, and I, I done it in five minutes, so that's kind of the easiest way you can do that. Okay, so I'll move to the next one. Uh, if there are no questions, let me see. Okay. No, um, I don't see any. Um, no, Daniel just asked one, um, uh -huh. William. He said, would each contour line its own layer, or were they all on the same one? Each one, uh, each line is within the layer that I created. I call the layer uh, the contour, uh, the contours. Okay, so I had two layers. The first one is my property boundary. The second one were contours, and within within that layer, I had all the lines. Okay, so the lines are actually going into that layer, and we'll see that that's kind of the the whole point of. Uh, dealing with this issue is that you you'll be dealing with layers in Google Maps, in Google Earth, and also in uh, uh, graphic design software that we're going to see later. Okay, so let's move to the next one, and that's Google Earth. Okay, uh, here we're going to get a little bit more detailed map, uh, as you're going to see. Uh, probably, let's see, this is a little bit longer, but. All right, so here uh, I'm going to show you how to do it in Google Earth, but you need to understand that there are two different topographic map data that I'm going to use. One is for US and one is for the rest of the world. The US uh, usually has 
in a much detailed data. And the first one that you can use is you go to EarthPoint website. So EarthPoint website actually has, as you can see down there, it has a topographic map. You go there, everything is going to be in the resources. Uh, but just remember, if you're going to do it now, just go to uh, earthpointus.us. And here you can download topo map, US GS topographic maps on Google Earth, and you download the file. That's for the US. If you want to do the same thing with the topographic layer in, uh, uh, for the rest of the world, same thing in the uh, Google Earth, you would use ArcGIS world topographic map. You would uh, go to their website, and uh, once you scroll down, so you so here, scroll down and uh, download the layer, world topographic map. And here you can view in different, you know, in different software, and you choose the Google Earth and also download, and then uh, you open that in your uh, Google Earth. Okay, you just click on it, and then it opens. Uh, you know, as you can see on the sidebar in my temporary places, I open the Earth Point topo map, and that's a, a file that actually uh, grabs the data from their server and puts it into Google Earth as a layer. Okay. Uh, I'm going to do the same thing as I did with Google Maps. I'll put the address. So if you're doing for you put the address of your property, you zoom in. Again, I'm doing this on Ben Fox's uh, property. And okay, so here we are. And now we're going to see uh, once I uh, enable that uh, layer in Google Earth, the Earth Point Topo Map. Uh, actually, it's going to get that topographic map on the server and I put it here so you can see that I have, you know, because I zoomed in here, actually the server actually took that top of map and overlaid it in Google Earth. So it's here and uh, it's, it's more detailed than the one that we're using in Google Map. For the rest of the world, I'm not sure if it's detailed as the one in, uh, is more detailed than one in Google Maps, but as you can see here, once you have it in Google Earth, as a layer, you can use the transparency slider. And as you move the transparency, you can see that you can still see the, the contours overlaid on your satellite view. And uh, basically, that's what you want, want to do. So Google Earth does it for you uh, without you doing much. So basically, just import and you already have, you already have the, the, the base map. And I'm going to do the same thing as with the uh, uh, with uh, uh, Google Maps. First, I'm going to draw the property boundary. I'm going to add new path, and uh, I'm going to name it the property boundary. And I'm just going to draw. I'll just uh, speed this up. Basically, it's the same thing. So you would draw, and you would name your path, and you would draw. And once you're done. Uh, that's it. That's your property boundary mark uh, in Google Earth. And uh, you can choose the style and color and whatever. Uh, so, and that's it. You have your property boundary. So then our next move is like with Google Maps is uh, to draw contours. And as you can see, I enabled the layer. I used the transparency and now I can start drawing uh, contour by contour by using the the new pad uh, from the toolbar. Uh, I can choose different colors if I want. I'll use the green one again, uh, and I'll be drawing. I'll be drawing one by one, and there are many of them. But you know, this is really simple. Uh, Google Earth is free. Uh, the map is free. And the tools are simple to use. And uh, you just draw one by one. Uh, as I said, for the Google, uh, for, the, for, for the US, this topographic map is a little bit more detailed. As you can see, we have more contours showing the terrain than the one with Google Maps. For the world, for the rest of the world, I wasn't able to find uh, a topographic map. It is as detailed as for uh, for US, 
uh, but I think it's a little bit more detailed than the one that you, the, the fourth one that you get in in Google Google Maps. So I would just, you know, this is just simple. I'm just adding new paths. Uh, each new path is like a new layer. Uh, uh, I would make all the contours. I can, you know, with here I should basically uh, see from the map what contour is actually what elevation. So you can see here maybe I think that's 800 feet. So I would find another one to the right and I would see if the another one to the right is 900 then I would be able to count the contours in between and so okay so this one is 800, so next one is 820 so this one will be 840. And I would you know that's you, you have to know those things. But I for the sake of the example, I'm not doing that. I'm just, you know, drawing uh, all the paths. And once I'm done, again, I have a I have a base map. Uh, I don't even have to draw the the you know where the where the house is or where other features are because I can see them from the satellite image. And we'll use the uh, this base map that we create here for the next step. Next step is reading the landscape. And in the reading the landscape. Actually, use your base map, and you draw whatever you observe on the field. You actually uh, uh, add on things that you can't see from from this map. Okay, so I'm going to speed this up. So we uh, uh, are going to draw everything, and once we are done, okay, I'm going to do speed up. Okay, just William, while you're speeding that up, Fabian yep. asked, is this Google Earth Pro or is it the free version of Google Earth? It's Google Earth Pro, but uh, Google Earth Pro is also free. So it's not like a paid software. Uh, it's uh, free as much as the standard Google. So I don't see why would somebody use the free version. But I would say that free version you can also do this in free version. Everything is free. I think the Google Google Earth Pro has some additional features that are a little bit more advanced that I'm not using here at all. So, Fabian, I hope that answered it. So it's Google Earth Pro, but yeah. um, and then he also said it could be in the normal version. But you might as well use Google Earth Pro because they're both free. Yeah. So and here it is. Okay. So I draw now. I remove my topo map and I have my base map with the contours. Okay, so, and um, what was that? Probably six minutes. It took me six minutes, you know, maybe including the finding and the, the, the website, let's say 10 minutes to create a base map. And now what you would do, Google Earth actually has an option to uh, snapshot view. You go to edit and you use the snapshot view option and actually Google Earth exports an image and you can use that image as your base map. You just print it out, you can do hand drawings, or uh, you know you can use graphic software or whatever, but this is your base map. It's you know that's level that's level beginner. That's the easiest. That's the easiest thing you can do. All right, so that's that method. So that's level easy. I'm not sure if there are any questions. No, everybody, I think, is on board. One person, Monty, is having a little bit of a challenge because he's using his phone. Um, I don't know how big your screen is on your phone, Monty, but you're probably going to have to scroll. GoToWebinar uses what's called um, um, a responsive web approach. And it, it, if there is just his his um, visual image, his, his webcam showing, probably if you scroll, you might see it. Otherwise, Monty, you're going to have to watch the replay. You know, these are really meant for larger screens. Apologize yeah, uh, for that. Yeah, yeah. I'm not um, sure if it's mobile enabled this uh, webinar. Yeah. I'm not sure. Uh, it actually normally is. Normally, people can see the screens, but they're not very large. So, mm. but other than yeah. that, that's all the questions you have right now, William. So. All right. Okay. So we'll move to uh, level intermediate. Okay. Just give me a second. Okay, so in level intermediate, that, that you know you probably have to you know exert a little bit more effort into this. 
and for this we're going to use graphic design software and uh, the, those are called vector drawing tools uh, with a vector drawing tool you can zoom in and zoom out as much as you want without sacrificing any resolution so that means once you draw something you know you can you can zoom in zoom in zoom in you don't see actual pixels well we we are going to have pixels we're going to import the images but uh, what you draw is without sacrifice your resolution so and also it uh, gives you the options to you know do the layers as much as we've done in Google Maps everything is again in layers we need those layers and once you start designing uh, then you even more need layers because you want to put your water in your layer you want to put your infrastructure in another layer you want to put your living system and then you can just you know toggle them on or off uh, once you're designing so sure you can use the paper version uh, as well you know just draw with your hands uh, but uh, um, there is no need to explain that uh, we have technology and we're going to use it here so this so just to just say one more important thing is that how accurate your base map here ends up depends on the quality of your topographic map that you get and here we you know we can go to find uh, different sources. We don't have to just resort to Google Map or Google Earth. Sure, we can for satellite view, we can. Satellite view is you know, all right in Google Earth. Uh, but ideally, you want them to be from the, the same spot, and now I'm going to explain why. So for the aerial photo, you can, you can go to you know, online map services, as I said, Google Earth, Google Maps, Microsoft Bing has even better you know, satellite images that I saw. But also, you can go to government institutions. Uh, like most municipalities or counties, they have their own online uh, geographic information system uh, that's available for free, and you can use the you know, satellite image you find there. Uh, or maybe you can go to private companies, but you know why? Why they should be charging you for something that you can find you know free online? Uh, with the topographic map, maybe there is a different story, but again. I said you can get topographic map from you know for free as I showed in last time. You can get it for free also from government institutions like same you would do with the satellite image. Uh, they are free and they are they have more details and most counties or municipalities have these kind of of maps. And uh, ultimately it depends on uh, uh, it depends from county to county. Uh, typically, you know, the more economically viable the land is, the better the mapping they have. So if you're living somewhere where the real estate is, let's say, more expensive, the maps are going to be better. But in most, you know, in most cases, you can find this for free. Also, you can use the uh, private companies as well. Um, they might have some digital elevation models and, and also GIS data for the local area, uh, as I said. If you pay for this kind of data, then you'll get a better detail. You get a better detailed topographic map. But uh, as you're going to see in my example, I used everything for free. Uh, that was government institution offering uh, the maps for free. And if I can find that in Croatia, I'm sure that you can find you know in the most developed countries uh, even more, even better. So I'm just going to explain. Uh, I'm going to explain the, the steps that I use here and so just to you know, quickly summarize first we're going to take a screenshot of aerial photo we're going to take a screenshot of topographic map we're going to insert both of them into our graphic design software of our choice uh, I'm using Illustrator but that's a paid version but you can use the Inkscape that's a free vector drawing tool as well so uh, there is, you know, you, you, have, you have to have a certain skill if you want to do this in graphic design software. I used Illustrator for many years and that's my preferred software. And I did have to put some, you know, work into understanding it. But uh, if you want your design to look really nice, you know, really good with, you know, all the features that you can imagine and, you know, being unlimited with your imagination, then I would highly recommend learning or either Inkscape or Illustrator. Of course, there are maybe there are others, but uh, that's one that I'm using. So for photos, I'm using uh, Photoshop. For my graphic design, I'm using Illustrator. You can do the same with the free versions that for uh, uh, 
photos. It can be GIMP, that's free, and topographic you know, design software. Uh, you can use Inkscape, they're free. So we'll get all, we'll get aerial photos, topographic map, put them into the software, again, uh, in layers, and we are going to draw on top of our topographic map in a new layer, again, contours. And we'll end up with a, with a topographic, we'll end up with a base map. And I'm going to show you a video of how to do it. Straight, let me see if there are any questions. Okay, I'm going to show the video and then I'll, I'll answer some questions if there are any. All right, so again, as I said, I'm using free, uh, you know, uh, tool for my government organization. Uh, free online, they have uh, satellite images, they have topographic maps, it's, everything is georeferenced, uh, actually it's a good tool. And now you can see actually my property here and uh, the advantage of these tools is that you can mark your property boundary if they offer that, uh, if they offer that uh, feature. But uh, I'm doing this because uh, you'll see later, once I'm taking my screenshots, I need some reference points. And uh, once I have the reference point, I can take the satellite image photo and uh, uh, photo of my topographic map. So they are actually, you know, once they I overlay them, you know, they are on top of each other without me scaling or doing anything. Uh, otherwise, you would need to scale uh, until you find a match between top and satellite image uh, that might distort your map. But uh, it's you know it's easier once you have reference points and you use the. Uh, I'm going to use uh, Evernote for taking my screenshots. Uh, I'm, I'm not sure on, on Windows or or Mac, which would use you can. You can use Aeronaut. I'm using Aeronaut because Aeronaut is going to give me the opportunity to clip a rectangle of a screen that I want. Okay, so as you can see, I'm using the lines to get, you know, I'm using the edges of my property to, as a reference points. So when once I grab a screenshot, I'll have two exact, uh, two exact photos that I that I can overlay, and I would just save that. Uh, I would uh, change my base map into uh, topographic map, okay? So you can see the topographic map. I would do the same. I would take a screenshot, again, with the same reference point. I'm saying if you don't have reference point, then you can take two different images, uh, you know, approximately, and then uh, you would need to do a little bit of adjusting in your graphic uh, design software. And I would take a screenshot of that. Uh, I would save. Uh, both both those images, and I would then just open my uh, my graphic design software, and uh, I would I'm going to import both those images. Okay, so here I have my Illustrator open, and I just place the two images. Okay, so I place my satellite image, and that satellite image is going to be placed in uh, in a layer, and I do the same with. My topographic layer, uh, I put it there. Okay, so they are on top of each other now, each one in its own layer. Basically, they're in the same layer, but <clears throat> the thing is, uh, I can, they are within the layer, you know, there are two layers more, so I can use the, the, the toggle on and off, so I can see, you know, so I can see what's underneath. I can also use transparency, but I don't need to use it now if I, didn't have my pictures, you know, in, in total alignment. Then I would need to use the uh, the maybe transparency to see underneath and you know to match all the features. But again, I create a new layer, and in that layer, I'm going to I'm going to name the contours, and I'm going to use the uh, the pen tool to just draw in that new layer, draw on top of the contours. I draw, draw all the contours that I see on my map. Okay, so I would just, you know, I could do it, as I said, 
I could zoom in as much as I want, and I would uh, I would make my I would draw my lines, even you know to to really it could be as as curvy as you want. Uh, I'm just you know for the for the occasion just showing this. Uh, it's a little bit rough, but you get the idea. I use the pen tool. I draw on top of the my topographic map. Uh, all the lines that I can see, you know, I, I just copy. Uh, and once I'm done with that, I have my, uh, I'll have my layer of contours uh, on top of the, you know, whatever image I want. I remove the topographic map, and I'm left with uh, with a contours overlaid on my satellite image, and that's the whole point of this exercise. Uh, that's what you want to get. Sure, you can do your designs on uh, just a maybe terrain map or just on a satellite image map, uh, but uh, you don't need to exert that much effort to get something reasonable. You know, as you can see, maybe with a little bit skill. Depend all depends on, you know, whether you have the skill, whether you have the time, you know, whether you enjoy these kinds of things. You can always outsource, and I'll talk about actually. Outsourcing the whole job to somewhere, sometimes that much easier, but it's also you will get much more detailed map. Uh, but for the first hand, uh, you can create for your designs. You can create something like that, and I would say it will be it will be good enough uh, because uh, you would use that map to go actually on the site itself, and then actually see. <coughs> so okay, I'm standing here, so. Uh, is the terrain actually showing what I'm seeing on my topographic map? Uh, and you can add uh, stuff. That's why I said it's a foundation for your design. <clears throat> okay, so I'm going just to speed this up. I think you get an idea. Okay, so, and basically that's it. I draw all my lines on top of this topographic map, and uh, now I can, you know, toggle off my topographic map, and I'm I, I did end up with with a base map. I can, you know, from satellite image I can see the all the houses and everything, or the roads. I can just, you know, use my graphic designs, use this software that I use now to you know draw in the the road. Draw in the, the where the houses are. Draw in another features that I just know on top of my head that are there, but they are maybe not on this satellite image. But that's the whole thing. You want to end up with a, uh, with a satellite image, all the contours, so you can see what your terrain is actually telling you. And if you see this dinosaur-shaped thing, uh, that's actually a, 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 a sinkhole there. And with a little bit knowledge of, uh, we'll talk that later on, understanding the topographic maps. Uh, you'll see, you'll, you'll be able to read, you'll be able to read the map, read the landscape just at looking at maps. And also, once you have, you know, uh, a bigger Google Maps is actually good for getting a, a bigger picture of your whole terrain. Once you zoom in uh, enough, it's good enough to get a general idea of what the terrain is telling you around your site. But if you want uh, more detail, then you have to go into this effort. <clears throat> okay, and again, so what I would do here is just export this uh, as an image, and I would use that, uh, you know, those tools are, I would just go File and Export. Okay, so I go File, Export, and I export that as PNG. GPA or whatever, and that's my base map uh, done. So this is the level intermediate, a uh, little bit more effort. So let me see if there are any questions. Not a question yet. We'll wait. People will come, but um, Mary's throwing in some great thoughts, and it's in the chat for everybody. And she's just advocating using a program called SketchUp. And she was yeah. talking about how it's easy to use, um, and it's. I think there is a free version of SketchUp as yeah, well as a paid is. version. Mm -hmm. uh, 
going to allow you to do flybys and, and um, different things of that nature. So thanks, everybody. Yeah. By the way, this is what's so cool about this format. You guys are all throwing in some great thoughts that will help each other out. So um, you're going to get this chat role as well as the question role for in the uh, replay. So make sure you look for that. Okay, yeah, I was I was planning about yeah, I was planning uh I was planning about maybe doing something about SketchUp but then I thought uh maybe that's you know a level beyond you know the intermediate because you can do in SketchUp you can actually uh, import the aerial photo from Google Map and you just you know clip the area and you can turn on the terrain and you would see the terrain then you can watch from all directions but to create a, a contour map uh, there is a process and it's a little bit uh, time-consuming but you know people can do it as I said I'm only listing three different ways uh, there are more ways there are more ways with SketchUp there are ways with uh, using GIS software like quantum disk mapping for and there are also online tools and uh, there are more options there are more options uh, uh, I just I just listed three that I think are let's say easy uh, easy uh, to do straight away the, even the third options will be easy with a, with a few tools. You'll be easy to do it straight away and get even more detailed map. By the way, if you guys like this, you're learning from this. Throw some ones in there. It'd be uh, good for William and us to see that you're learning. So appreciate it. Okay, we're getting a bunch of ones, uh, William. Um, mm, okay. Mary well, said she did her first PDC mm. in PowerPoint, so it's obvious. See, there's yeah. lots of yeah. good yeah. stuff, man. Lots of lots of ones there for you, William. So keep on so going. So Mary man. says that she creates three D contour map. Okay, Mary, just I don't know. Send me an email about how you're doing it. I saw a few tutorials, and um, it's all about you know doing the 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 uh, different layers with with uh, with, with uh, rectangular shapes or something like that. So if if something easy, uh, you know, send me an email. Okay. All right. Okay. So it seems that there is no questions. I have one. One more. Uh, one more. Uh, one more method. And it's gonna be great time. It'll work out well. All right. Just give me a second. All right, so the next one is, okay, I call this level professional, but uh, you'll see the only professional level is, you know, actually hiring a contractor. You can do it yourself also with uh, few tools, and you can go low-tech or high-tech. Uh, actually, both are a little bit, you know, high-tech, but, but you'll see. Uh, so this is probably the most effort. It requires you going out in the field. It requires maybe investing some money in hiring a contractor and doing the doing the work for you. Uh, if you hire a contractor, that's probably not going to be costly, but the return on investment is huge because you get a detailed map that is critical for understanding your terrain. And uh, I'm going to explain the the first one, and that's uh, the do-it-yourself uh, method. And for doing-yourself method, as I said, you can go low-tech. Uh, you can use the A-frame. To actually get the contours, to map the contours on your land, or you can maybe use laser level, depending on you know if it's available, if you have it, or you know if you can borrow it, or whatever. But you need you'll need something for creating contours, for marking the contours on the site. Uh, you'll need a GPS, like a handheld device, or you can even use your smartphone, uh, uh, the smartphone with the GPS. Uh, you know, enabled, and I would say that most smartphones today have GPSs. Uh, they are probably not as accurate as there are not as accurate as a as a GPS device. But you can even use that. So you can basically you can use A-frame, your smartphone, and Google Earth because we'll be importing the data that you collect with your uh, GPS or smartphone uh, to uh, export it to actually import it into Google Earth. And then you can create also contours. So, as I said, the first thing would be uh, to use an airframe. I used for the, for the, for the image that you can see here. I actually used my airframe. I created an airframe, you know, like three pieces, you know, three sticks of wood and and and, and a small level. And uh, 
few nails and I had my A-frame and then I could go with that A-frame and find the contour on my land. Uh, you can do the same with the laser a little more professional, you can say, maybe, you know, faster, but if you don't have laser level, <clears throat> you can use the A-frame. You mark that first contour, and the thing is, you use stakes, wooden stakes, or you use, uh, let's say, rocks, and you mark that contour. And then based on, uh, <clears throat> sorry, based on the distance between the contours, you mark, you know, let you say you walk downhill, let's say five meters, and you again you use your A-frame or laser level and you mark that contour, okay? And then you can go uphill as well. So the point is you use stakes, uh, use your A-frame, and you mark with the wooden stakes or, you know, with the survey, you know, the, the survey, uh, I don't know, marks or with the spray, whatever. You mark uh, the contours, you choose the distance between contours, let's say five meters, and once you have all the contours marked on the field, you use your uh, GPS handheld device or you use the smartphone that you have. And the point is you are taking waypoints, okay? So you would go on your contours, uh, so you would uh, go on the top of the contour, you would take your measurements, you would probably have to, let's say, wait so the GPS actually gets a better reading. So you would, you know, you would mark your waypoint. You move, you know, across the contour, let's say two, three, four meters, you would do the measurements again. So, and you would do that for all your contours. The point is that you get as many waypoints, you know, uh, as you can into your uh, GPS device. And once you have that, uh, you can use the Google Earth. I'm not sure if it's just Google Earth Pro, maybe that's the difference. But Google Earth has an option to import the data from your GPS device. You just connect your GPS device into Google Earth and import the data from GPS device, or you can import from file. And I'm telling you because the smartphones actually, if you have a GPS app on, on your smartphone, it will have an option to export waypoints in something that Google Earth can read. And there are you know, different, different files that Google Earth can read. And what you are going to get is once you import, you're going to get all the dots. You'll get all the pattern of your uh, of your uh, of your contour. And you know, if you've done it correctly, you would uh, you would you would, you would mark your waypoints so you are so I can so you can understand uh, what contour was what contour. But eventually, what you would end up once you connect all those dots is you will get those lines actually actually contour lines, uh, and that's it. Basically, you would have. Uh, you have your, you would created your own uh, contour map based on your readings from the field. Uh, it's not as professional. Maybe it's not that, you know, with a smartphone probably it's not as accurate. But a G with the GPS device, it could be, you know, again, that's better accuracy uh, probably than the one that we talked in the level intermediate. And finally, you can outsource the job to our uh, tool, you know consultant or, or hire a surveyor and he would do a detailed map, he would do anything that you're actually asking for. So this is something that I was doing for my client and we just employed a surveyor and, and we got a uh, 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 contour map with a resolution of two meters, okay? And she also did, you know, she did, um, draw a boundary line and uh, she mapped all the objects, uh, all the contours, everything and that's, I think that's two hectares, that's four acres, and the cost was probably, I don't know, $600 or so. So, uh, you know, it's not, it's not cheap, but it's not expensive when you, depending on your project. So if you are planning, you know, to really create a, like an agroforestry system where you need to understand key line and everything, uh, then it's well worth because you just, you know, you're thinking long term. So that, that's what I'm saying. It all depends on how much you are ready to invest. Depends how you are, you know, uh, how much of burning pain, you know, your understanding of your uh, terrain really is. Uh, so I outline the easy way, the little bit harder way, and uh, let's say most difficult, uh, the most energy intensive. But hire a contractor actually is a good idea uh, uh, 
if you have the money. If you don't, you, you have to resort to the easier one, easier, easier options. So, and finally, I want to say that, you know, the map is not a territory. So even though if you have the map, you still have to go outside and, you know, go onto the site itself, read. So this is just a starting point. The base map is just a starting point. With a starting point, then you can you know, draw other feet that you're going to see, and, and that's it. All right. Awesome. Matt, uh, Matt asks a good question, William. Um, how accurate would the smartphone be in terms of elevation, probably, and location? And then well, what app would you need? And, and, um, and then he's got three questions there. So first, how accurate would the smartphone be? Uh, I would say the smartphone wouldn't, wouldn't be that, that accurate. I haven't actually done the contours, but I was doing measurements of you know, the different, uh, different terrain features that I saw, and I actually imported in Google Earth. That's why I said uh, that you know, it, they both feed into each other. So whatever you do on the field and goes into, into your map, it goes both ways. So you can you know, slightly, OK, if you zoom in on satellite, you can slightly adjust. But smartphone is not as accurate. I actually use. Let me. I think it's uh, it's Motion X GPS. That's what I use on my on my uh, on my smartphone. But you don't have to worry that as much for the elevation data because uh, Google Earth has you know. That's why I said uh, it's not as accurate with the with the with the smartphone. You you won't get the results that are you know really you know really accurate. But you get a, a decent enough idea. Much better than uh, the default uh, Google Google Map terrain view. So, okay. Um, Nick asks, have you known anyone to use a drone with RTK GPS to make a topo map? Uh, I only heard people doing it. Uh, I only heard that you know. I, I heard Darren Dorothy doing it. Uh, I don't know. Uh, was that wider or something? But uh, it all, you know, it all depends. Now you get into that rabbit hole of, you know, actually how uh, all those different technologies. Uh, my opinion is that, uh, you know, let's say ten years ago we couldn't even dream about having all these maps. Now maps are, you know, being uh, much. They are, they are free. They are affordable. Uh, services are more affordable, and new technologies are coming. That are going to make you know all this even easier and more accessible, because if you if you think if you think that uh, if you think let's say ten years ago there was I'm not sure if the Google Earth was here uh, maybe fifteen years ago but uh, uh, the whole thing you know the the, the whole uh, uh, science of uh, geography was probably you know changed with all the GPSs and everything they got and now with the drones it's changing again. Uh, as drones become more and more affordable, we are going, we are going to see new techniques uh, and even more accurate maps. And most importantly, uh, the, the the cost of those services is going to go down. So um, you know, it's only a matter of time when it's going to be. Oh, I just pay hundred dollars for it. You know, for the I I think even in Australia, you know, like one hectare is. I'm not sure. Don't quote me on this, but you know, it's, it's some ridiculous. A cheap price, but they have huge properties, so you know, hundreds and hundreds of hectares or acres. Okay. Any other questions for William? This has been awesome, guys. You, you're learning a lot here. Um, okay. I was at, just real quickly while we're looking for questions, um, I was at the Consumer Electronics Show a couple of weeks ago, and drones obviously are a big deal there. And, and several mm. of the companies um, that, are, that are mapping companies um, are starting to develop reasonably priced maps that will be competitive with plate, you know, things like the USGS contours in the mm. U.S. Very soon, mm. literally, mm. because they're developing them so much for autonomous vehicles. Yeah. Um, mm. and, that that it's gonna this whole technology is changing just so rapidly in front of our eyes. So and that's a good thing. lots of options. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And and Matt said lidar is extremely accurate, but still cost prohibitive. But as I said, you know, uh, services 
were more expensive, you know, five years ago, but now they're cheap. So I can, you know, and even, you know, before, when I had my first GPS, you know, it was really expensive. And uh, now I have a GPS in my smartphone. It's only a matter of time when it's probably going to be maybe more accurate, but uh, there are much more options and it all depends on your, you know, how much you are actually ready to spend, you know, to spend your time and money and everything and effort into creating a base map. But that's the whole point. You need uh, you need a base map. Yep. Well, any other questions for William for today, everybody? A bunch of people are giving you some claps and ones and thanks. Thank yous. Thanks, thanks, Sasha. Thanks, David. Thanks, Laura. That's questions right now. Brett says thanks. Sean says thanks. Thank you guys. Appreciate it. Remember we've got, gosh, still about six more sessions this week. Make sure to look on your calendars on your EAT website. You'll see those there and there's links to all of them. Um, we've got special one coming up still tonight from Nick Burton. Um, and he's talking about marketing for a market farm or for anything really, mm. but market mm. farm specifically. And and then um, Mark Shepard tomorrow night and um, Kay Baxter that the um, that that Raleigh and Neil are going to have on on Thursday. So lots of good ones to come. Well, if you guys have not got more questions, thanks so much for all the thank yous. I think I'm going to stop recording, and right. um, we will sign off. Hey, everybody. I bet you enjoyed that immensely. That was one of our most amazing presentations here at the EAT community. Please look forward to our next podcast in the very near future, and we look forward to seeing you again on the EAT Community Podcast.